Hi, this is Rita Hogan, and welcome to the Dogs Are Individuals podcast. I'm a clinical canine herbalist, and I've been practicing for over 20 years. This podcast is all about your dog through an herbal lens. So let's get to it and dive right in. Welcome to another episode. I'm Rita Hogan, here for you, rambling on about herbs and dogs. I want to start this episode by telling you we are going to talk about a fabulous herb today. We're going to go herb crazy. But first, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Adored Beast Pop Carry. So we are in March and we've got, let's see, here in the Pacific Northwest, we have about another month. We're going to start seeing right now things coming out of the woods and and the ground. Like yesterday, I saw the beginning of daffodils that are going to spread up around here to let us know that spring is here and on the way. And then we're going to see violets and different types of herbs start to appear. And it's a really good time to work with the liver. And Adored Beast Apothecary has what's called liver tonic. And it's one of their, I think it's one of their faves. I think it's one of their best-selling products. It's a really nice, I would say, water-based way to use a few herbs that aren't necessarily what I would say recommended for dogs in an alcoholic form. And that's greater celadine, which is called Chelidonium magus. It's a wonderful, wonderful herb. It's got a beautiful yellow color, which can indicate uh, herbal liver affinity. And then there's another herb in it. It's called berberine, Berberis vulgaris, sorry, which is barberry, but it's very high in berberine. And then it has dandelion and also milk thistle. It's a really gentle cleanse for the beginning of spring. I carry it in my store and they also carry it at adoredbeast.com. It's just a really nice way to start the springtime and it's very neutral in its energetics. So I find it okay for most dogs. The only time you'll want to discontinue it is if you start giving it to your dog and they, they get a little aggressive That means that you've got some work to do on your liver. There's lots of stagnation there. And we want to start a little uh, even more gentle, like maybe with a homeopathic or a flower essence and start working with foods for the liver. But that's another story in another podcast. So anyways, check it out. Liver Tonic, Adored Beast Apothecary. Okay, so we are going to talk about today, we're talking about those beautiful, misunderstood, yellow lovelies that come out of the ground in the spring called dandelions, right? Dandelions, Taraxacum officinale. I love dandelions. They are just wonders. And if people understood the health benefits of dandelions, they would stop spraying them things with nasty things that kill bees and kill us, which are pesticides. And if you are spraying their your lawn with like services that use the word green, but aren't green, I would definitely reconsider. Lawns need to go, okay? Lawns need to go. We need to have healthy lawns that have weeds in them. If your lawn doesn't have weeds in them, it's not healthy, okay? So stop spraying things that kill kill bugs and kill bees. But dandelions are resilient and they're extremely hard to kill. You have to get rid of the entire root. You can't even leave a little tiny piece and it will grow back. So let's talk about them. That's what we're going to do here on this episode of the podcast. Highly nutritious. 
they're highly nutritive. They're filled with upward movement of spring. Okay, they're, it's a nourishing root. They have nourishing leaves. The stem, the flower, everything can be used. You can chop it up and put it in a smoothie. You can chop it up and put it in your food. You can chop it up and put it in your dog's food. You can make an infusion out of it. We'll talk about that in a little while. It really helps detoxify the liver and it comes at, up at the perfect time when the liver is starting to wake up from winter time. And your, the, your dog's body and your body wants to shed that winter stagnancy. And those bright yellow flowers really indicate dandelion being really good for liver health. And one of my elders has taught me to add dandelion to mouth rinses and it helps rebuild tooth enamel and it works. And it, ha- it needs consistency, but you can spray it. You can mix it with shiitake mushroom, which helps get rid of plaque with maybe like a little bit of uh, sea kelp in there that can also, seaweed, seaweed really helps with plaque as well. You can mix those all together for a really nice mouth spray. I mean, I know dandelion as dandelion, okay? But there are other common names and you always want to know the Latin name because that way you know you're getting the right plant. And there are things like cat's ears, which is a common name for another plant that looks like dandelion, but it's definitely not skinnier. It has multiple flowers on it where dandelions have a single rosette. And dandelion is in the Steracy family. It's it's the aster family. So some dogs can have some sensitivities to that. It could cause an allergy if they're sensitive to that, but you could say that about almost everything. Dandelions can grow up to like 11 inches, depending on their location. They can get huge. I love it when I see these huge, big dandelions. They kind of stare at you and say, hey, I'm here. I just really love their resiliency. I just think they're so beautiful and they smell so lovely. You can actually break the stem apart. Thank the little dandelion for its medicine first though. You know, be respectful. But you can break the dandelion stem apart and use that sap that's in the dandelion stem um, on warts and it works really well. But you collect the leaves in springtime and you can also do the root in the springtime. You don't want to like early spring and you can also do the root in the fall and you can do the spring the spring leaves, the flowers when they're blooming. The roots in the spring have more bitterness, okay? So they are definitely nourishing to the liver where in the fall, they're a little more sweet and If you dry the roots whole, they have a lot of latex in them and can help with gut health. The fall roots have more inulin in them and they're very nourishing and indolent is also very nourishing to the gut. One of the things you want to avoid dandelion with is SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which we will talk about on another episode of the podcast. But if your dog has been diagnosed with SIBO, you don't want to use dandelion root from fall roots because it's too high in inulin and will make SIBO worse. But as the year progresses from spring to fall, dandelion greens get more and more bitter. So like I find them almost inedible in the fall. I don't like them at all. But in the spring, they can be chopped and eaten in a salad. They're sweet, the roots bitter, and it just flip-flops in the fall. So you can, like I said before, you can use the entire plant of the dandelion. And dandelions are very nutritious. So the leaf and root have beta carotene, they have calcium, they have carotenoids, they have choline and chlorophyll, cumarins, inulin, iron, lengthosin, mysteric acid, phenolytic acid, potassium, riboflavin, tannins, 
just thiamine. Lovely constituents there. The root has more calcium and choline and, like I said, inulin in the fall. They definitely have good potassium levels and different types of a substance called teractocide. And then the leaf and the root have teractocin. Again, their nutrient profile for the root, you get vitamin A, B1, C, D, E, calcium, iron, manganese, a lot of trace minerals like selenium, silicon, sodium. But the interesting thing is that dandelions contain about five to seven IUs of vitamin A per ounce. So a really good source of vitamin A, and that makes them good for the skin. Also great for liver detoxification and the kidneys. The kidneys definitely need trace minerals, and dandelions can provide that in the spring. So dandelions have an affinity towards the bladder, liver, and stomach meridians. Uh, If you don't know what meridians are, uh, pick up a copy of Four Paws, Five Directions. Wonderful, wonderful book. Four Paws, Five Directions. The energetics of dandelion are cooling, bitter, and sweet. So acutely, cool dogs can have dandelions, but you don't want to give a lot and you don't want to give them for a long period of time. But they can have them, you know, for a couple of weeks in the spring. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Dandelions help with stagnancy. They help with agitation. They bring moisture into the body. The root can be drying in the long term. They're good for weak digestion. Definitely, they reduce heat in the liver. They clear heat. They decrease the liver's toxic load. So they help detoxify better. And they help balance the gallbladder and the liver. They definitely help because they are drying in the long term. They can help with dampness. The leaves are very diuretic. So they help the kidney move fluids and circulate fluids and your dog is gonna pee more on dandelion leaf, and you should expect that. So dandelions in general, I I love using a whole plant tincture of dandelion. I won't kid you, I love it. I can, you also can use a whole plant glycerate, and that is the medicine that's made from the flower, the root, and the leaf, and it's picked in springtime. I love that. It's good for stimulating the appetite, for arthritis, for constipation, chronic constipation. Not not so good for acute constipation. It's a good digestive. It helps the entire gastrointestinal tract. For unspayed females, it's very good for the reproductive organs. Incontinence for dogs that are spayed. Indigestion in general, of course, liver congestion and toxicity. I like to make a flower essence out of dandelion. It's such a beautiful flower and dandelion flower essence, I find really supports the kind of restless dog who's always on the job or that dog with excessive prey drive. It helps with senior dogs who kind of are unaware of their body functions as well. So that's something to think about. Giving a flower essence, you know, three drops a couple times a day is will suffice for sure. And you can put it on the ears if your dog won't take it in the mouth. You can also rub it on the tip of their nose if you want. So dandelion roots are bitter and in the fall, the leaves are bitter, but I am telling you that they are really bitter. But I like to use the root in the springtime. It helps stimulate digestion. It increases stomach acid. It increases pancreatic enzymes. It helps promote bioflow, which is very important for digestion of food. And it helps digest fats and oils. So it's going to help your dog use the moisture in their body. I just did a short on dryness and 
when you listen to that, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But dandelion's one of those ways that you can use to help dogs utilize fats and oils better, like burdock root is another one of those. Dandelion is a good tonic for the spleen. And we don't talk about spleen tonics very much. I've talked about splenectomies before, but dandelion's one of those herbs that can help with the spleen. And it can help the intestines. And again, the pancreas. It helps regulate stool formation. And I find it pretty useful for geriatric dogs that have a hard time keeping up their appetites. Another thing is dandelion is rich in chlorophyll and chlorophyll helps support gut flora. And so does inulin. Inulin's a very good prebiotic and that's dandelion roots from the fall. And again, don't use it if your dog has SIBO. Kidney function. Now these are the leaves are very good for kidney function and they have diuretic properties. So again, your dog's going to pee more. It's high in potassium. And what's cool is normal diuretics, like prescription diuretics, remove potassium from the body. So your potassium mineral balance gets off. Well, dandelion doesn't. It, it keeps potassium in the body and it's really wonderful for inflammatory conditions of the urinary system, like urinary tract infections, or again, female incontinence, especially if it's spay-related. And if you need to use an antibiotic for a UTI, which I don't recommend, but a lot of people do, dandelion can help. You give dandelion, I usually do a whole plant tincture during those antibiotics. And it can really help with the liver and its detoxification pathway there. Speaking of the liver... Let's talk about the liver and gallbladder when it comes to dandelion. So dandelion works with acute and chronic in liver imbalances, okay? And it helps cool the liver. And definitely the roots have the strongest effect. I definitely say the spring roots have the strongest effect. It helps stimulate the gallbladder. It opens up that energy flow, that circulation for the liver, which is super important because you need circulating fluids in order to cool the body. I talked about that in my dryness episode too. It helps the liver produce more bile and moves congestion. I was just writing about this in my book that's coming up. For those of you that don't know it, I am getting a book published and I am turning in my manuscript April 1st. It won't be out to like, I think probably October, November. So I will we'll definitely let you know, but I'm super excited to share a lot of things about different types of herbs and how to use herbs uh, with dogs. I talk a lot about things here on the podcast as well. So I was talking about how it does help the liver produce more bile and bile is so important to digesting fats and oils, to the lymph system, to getting the proper nutrition out of your dog's food. So we want lots of good, healthy bile and that is going to move liver congestion, especially in the summer and especially when your dog is getting hot. Lymphatics are really important when your dog gets hot and dandelion can help clear the lymphatics and clean the blood, especially when your dog has a high toxic load. And that can get worse with heat and inflammation. Dandelion really contains that full spectrum of mineral salts that's needed for the liver and for the kidneys. Dandelion's one of those herbs that can be used for anemia. It, it's good for dogs that are prone to anemia. In the musculoskeletal system, because it has an affinity towards the kidney, the leaf, it's going to help the musculoskeletal system because the kidneys rule the bones. And dandelions helps decrease inflammation in the joints, and that's going to decrease pain and swelling. 
So it's good for that. And like I said, I love using a whole plant tincture in the springtime, but you can also use the plant. You can make an infusion of the leaves. You can also make a decoction of the roots. And maybe my next short will be how to make an infusion and decoction. That way you guys will know. But you can also look up how to make a decoction or an infusion on websites like Mountain Rose Herbs. They have some great videos on that. Just go to their website and search decoction or infusion. I really need to get off my keister and make some videos for you guys, but that probably won't be until next year because this uh, book has been all-consuming. However, I am going to be writing a second, third, fourth, and most likely fifth book, but I'm probably going to space those out by every other year. Skin. So skin. Dandelion helps with liver detoxification, which also flows into moving waste through the kidney, which has a cleansing cleansing action on the skin. So when you have a healthy liver, you usually have healthy, healthy skin. And when you don't have healthy skin, the liver and the kidneys are usually involved, especially the liver. I like to combine dandelion with something called yellow dock root for dogs that are cool. Really small amounts of yellow dock root combined with regular amounts of, of dandelion, which will I will go through in just a little bit here. I talked about trace minerals in dandelion and high vitamin and mineral content really help calm skin eruptions, okay? And like you can take dandelion and mix it with burdock root for staph infections. You can give it internally, but also make an infusion or decoction and kind of dab it on the skin there. Dandelion's good for cancer. It's an adjunct for cancer. Dandelion's what's known as an alternative, and those slowly change the body. Uh, burdock root is also an alternative. They move stagnation through the channels of elimination, and that's really important because cancer is toxicity. It's stress, it's stagnation, it's toxicity. And the leaves and roots are used for breast and mammary cancers, along with violet. Dandelion root really, it really shows promise in mammary carcinoma because dandelion activates microphages and its antifungal properties. So that has more of a affinity towards mammary glands. Dandelion is also very blood cleansing along with burdock root, which helps for lymphomas, definitely for warm to hot dogs. Most dogs that get lymphoma are going to be more on the hot side if, they're, if their base is warm. Dandelion can help clean mucus out of the blood and stimulate the lymphatic system and, of course, decrease like heat and toxins from heat. Okay, let's talk about how to use it. We talked about taking it with food. You know, for a little tiny dog, let's just say a chihuahua, because you know I love little wawas. We just take one flower with a few leaves, chop it up, and put it in your dog's food if they'll eat it. Otherwise, you're going to take it and make a tea with it, and then put the, the water in your dog's food. Size appropriate. You can feed it, you know, the entire plant to your dog in the spring. Get a little root, a little roo root. And also, if you want that dandelion to come up again next year, you want to leave a little root in there. But usually most people can't get the entire root out. You have to really use a shovel. Or there's these things called dandelion root pickers, but I still find that they leave little pieces of root in the ground. Infusion. So you can do two tablespoons of ch freshly chopped leaf or one tablespoon of dried leaf. And you add that to like one or two cups of almost boiling water. Give two fluid ounces per 20 pounds of weight. Decoction which is dandelion root chopped up, simmered on the stove really low, two tablespoons of freshly sliced root, 
uh, slice it as fine as you can, chop it all up to, to get the surface area, and two cups of water, simmer it down for about 30 minutes, Give two, let it, let it cool, give two fluid ounces per 20 pounds of weight. And you do that twice daily. You don't have to start with that much. You can do much less if you feel that that's too much for your dog. With infusions and decoctions, you know, you can just kind of take it easy. Don't get too crazy about dosage. Just size appropriate. You know, feed your dog in a size appropriate bowl. I usually do a quarter inch of the infusion over the food. So tinctures, you can do a tincture of fresh or dried plant. I like fresh myself. I'm not too much into dried plant unless we're making a glycerate. Some people make glycerates out of dried material. They rehydrate it with water and then preserve it with glycerin. But you can do fresh or dried. I would say an acute dosage of a alcoholic tincture is about five to 10 drops for small dogs, one to five drops for extra small dogs. Small dogs like a pug, medium dog, like think corgi, 10 to 20 drops for medium dogs. This is acute. So around, you know, two weeks, 20 to 30 drops for large dogs, 30 to 40 drops for giant, huge breeds. But I like to start kind of at half those dosages and see how my dog is doing. Um, You can always go up, but you can't go back down. Now, chronic dosages for chronic issues, like let's just say spay incontinence, one to two drops for extra small dogs. It could be one to two drops for small dogs, two to four, like four to six drops for medium dogs, six to eight to 10 to large dogs, and like 10 to 12 for giant dogs. Twice daily in the mouth if you can, otherwise mix it with like a milliliter of water. For glycerin, Now, not all plants are appropriate for glycerin, but this plant is appropriate. And you're going to use about 60% glycerin for the dried root, like a one to five ratio. When you make a glycerin of the leaves, you're going to use 100% glycerin. You can also infuse it and do 50% glycerin and 50% water if you want. Otherwise, you can just purchase glycerin. You can purchase them. I use Hawaii Farm. P-H-A-R-M, Hawaii Farm, makes good glycerates of a lot of uh, different plants. You can look at it there. You can also use dried herbs, but for dandelion, I don't really recommend it, but you can do it. You can do ground dandelion, about 50 milligrams per 25 pounds. So if you got like a little, let's say you got a five pound dog, I would do like five to 10 milligrams there and just kind of go up from there. You can make a nice infusion with leaves and flowers, like a couple of handfuls to like a pint of almost boiling water. You let it steep for about an hour and let it cool and you can rinse your dog with that and it really helps with itching and inflammation. You just rinse and let it dry. That's a really good one. Dandelion really doesn't have a lot of toxicity. It's really safe in large, what's called material dosages. There are a few few cautions though. So you don't want to give dandelions when your dog has gallbladder problems, like stones or really bad inflammation because it stimulates the gallbladder. Okay, so we want to avoid that. Always check with your veterinarian for any herb that I talk about if your dog has diabetes. I can't speak to diabetes legally. I just can't do it. Be very careful with your dog that has diabetes. Kidney disease, you want to be really careful with that. Use under supervision. Don't try to replace congested heart failure drugs, uh, diuretics with dandelion, unless you're working with a holistic vet. If your dog has low blood pressure, be careful with dandelion. Don't use dandelion with antacids and make sure you're not using dandelion that's been peed all over. 
Okay, make sure your dandelions are clean. Like I use the dandelions that are on the outside of my fence. I don't, I let my dogs eat the dandelions that are inside of the fence. If they want to eat their own pee, that's their their business. But I don't, I don't encourage it. So I use the dandelions on the outside of my front yard fence because I know they're clean, no one's messing with them, or in the backyard because my dogs don't have access to the back of the house. They only have access to the front yard and the, our front yard is gargantuan. Okay, and you want to make sure you're not picking dandelions from places where you would suspect pesticides or herbicides. Pharmaceutical interactions for dandelion don't give with other diuretics, don't give with blood pressure medications, and dandelion does not get along with ciprofloxin or levofloxin. And if you're a newcomer to my podcast, just know that my pronunciation of many things is shite. So I do the best I can. I'm not going to fret over it. It's not my strong suit. Okay, so also be careful with any herbs. If your dog is pregnant, do not use them. And like the side effects that I've noticed over the past 20 years with dandelion, especially over the past like hardcore, like 12 to 13 years would be digestive upset. Anything that it helps with, it can cause in the wrong dosages. It can cause diarrhea because it is a laxative. I would just cut back on the dose. Nausea can occur. And the thing is, is anything can happen when you use an herb. It doesn't mean herbs are bad. It doesn't mean the plant's bad. It just means that your dog doesn't get along with the plant. You know, try to just breathe and be calm. Stop the herb. If it's life-threatening, which I have really have never noticed or witnessed in my career, but I've seen dogs get nauseated, vomit, and have diarrhea. Those are the main things. Or like get acid reflux or gag, things like that. Puke bile. Those are the main like side effects from herbs that I have seen. So one tip I share with my monthly monograph peeps, these are like guides to different herbs I put out once a month. They're very, very thorough and intensive. You can check them out at canineherbalism.com. That's monthly monographs. Is you can combine dandelion tincture with New England aster tincture. I usually do about 75% dandelion with 25% New England aster. And it's really good for those short, short snouted dogs who have a really hard time breathing, especially when they're overweight. It can really help open up their airways and their passages. I really like it for that. Okay. I think that that's all I really have about dandelion. If you have any questions, write into the podcast. Go to canineherbalist.com, hit the podcast button, and we can discuss things and I will answer your questions on the podcast. One thing I do want to tell you before I go is I think that everyone needs to try to get along, okay? As long as someone's not hurting someone or being super mean, I think we all need to start respecting each other and kind of understanding that we can disagree with people and still like them. We can disagree with what someone has to say and still learn from that other person. We can respect someone's work, even if we don't agree with all of it. You know, people, there's no perfect people on the planet. And I'm not saying this because I've gotten some bad feedback or anything. Actually, people have been really nice to me and I appreciate it. However, I have seen some really nasty name calling in in our, you know, all natural dog world, herbalist world. And I think that we all need to respect each other and what we're trying to do. And a lot of people are trying to make the world a better place, especially for dogs. And 
know that, you know, whatever food you're feeding, you can have a problem with it. Your dog could have a problem with it. Something bad could happen. A company could do something crappy, make a mistake. People make mistakes. Companies make mistakes. It doesn't make them bad companies. And yeah, there are some bad companies. I'm not saying that. But most, in like in the all-natural dog world, a lot of the companies that I associate myself with or that I get along with and that I appreciate are doing the best job they can. And it doesn't mean that something they make may not make your dog sick. Anything can make your dog sick. Okay, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and what we give our dogs and that it can sometimes make our dog sick. And we just have to figure out what's going on, discontinue the product or discontinue things. You know, you could give the company some feedback, let them know, but it doesn't mean you have to get on social media and start talking crap about people when you haven't even talked to the company or the person that works with the company. I just think that people need to be nicer. You know, let's try to be nicer together, right? Let's be nice. Okay, respectful and nice. Speak your truth, but when you speak it, speak it directly to the person that you have a problem with. Everyone can say anything they want on social media. And I love social media in in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, people can get really nasty and really quickly. And a lot of people are angry and, you know, they're just looking for a reason to get mad. And I hope people can work their stuff out, but a lot of people are working it out on other people. And I see a lot of this and I just wanted to just remind people, take a deep breath before you open your mouth. Uh, You know, I have to do it. I have to do it. Sometimes I get really frustrated. I have to take a deep breath, count to 10, like my mom taught me. And, you know, she's 93. She still tells me to breathe. Take a deep breath, you know, and realize, you know, a lot of times some of the stuff that comes out of our mouths hurts no one but ourselves. So let's just try to be nicer and create a better world. Okay. So I want to thank my other sponsor before I go here. I want to thank realmushrooms.com. And I do want to say that I had a question into the podcast. I answered it a couple of times. I answered it directly, but I do want to say it here. So Chaga Mushroom, Real Mushroom sells Chaga. Adored Beast, my other sponsor, sells Chaga. Adored Beast sells liquid Chaga from their mushroom forest. And Real Mushrooms uh, sells their own Chaga that's grown on birch trees. Chaga Mushroom is very good for the immune system. And one of the things that it's good for is warts and papillomas. So if your dog has a wart or papilloma, you can use chaga mushroom and you want to use it in a higher dosage for a period of about 30 days. So what I would do is I would take the dosage that's recommended for body weight and I would probably add a quarter to a half more to make a more of a material dose and give it for a period of 30 days, two times daily, or you could do the normal dose three times daily and see if the wart goes away. And you can also use liquid chaga or make an infusion or a decoction, well, it would be a decoction if it's chaga mushroom, a decoction um, on the stove, simmer it nice, so it's nice and brown. And you can dab that liquid on the wart as well and do it internally. And it's really, really, really great for warts. I just wanted to mention that, and that's a good way to use Real Mushrooms Chaga, realmushrooms.com, or check it out on my site. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dogs Are Individuals. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So if you love Dogs Are Individuals podcast, share it with your friends and family who love dogs. This will help me so much, and remember... 
As a listener, I appreciate you. Much thanks to Resonant Media, my podcast production team. This podcast is produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. Any questions? Email the show. Go to canineherbalist.com, click podcast contact in the menu, and then fill out that form and I'll answer any questions here online. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dogs Are Individuals podcast, and I'm going to talk to you in our next episode. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for veterinary care. This podcast doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor, veterinarian, or healthcare provider first before starting anything new, and that includes herbs. I'm not a doctor, and I don't treat disease or prescribe anything. I'm a traditional herbalist providing herbal support education only. Regarding any products I may suggest, the statements made regarding these products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here on the podcast is not meant as a substitute or alternative to information from your vet. Please consult your veterinary professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product.